Thank you, Joanna, and thank you to the organization for inviting me to comment these three very interesting abstracts and to try to put them into perspective. Uh, the question is about uh, the late treatment lines in colorectal cancer. So these patients are patients uh, heavily pretreated with uh, uh, chemotherapy, and we uh, want to know if another line of treatment can be useful for this patient. Uh, can you go on with the slide, please? Okay. Uh, first of all, how many patients uh, we treat uh, in advanced line? We start uh, in clinical practice uh, with a lot of patients. Then we have uh, about 50% uh, of them receiving second line. Then we have uh, one third of them receiving third line treatment. And uh, this is true also in clinical trials. Of course, uh, the percentage can be higher because this is a more selected population. But a significant number of patients usually are treated in advanced lines for metastatic colorectal cancer. And in clinical practice, we have also patients treated in fourth line or more uh, of treatment. Which patients? I think it's very important to have uh, some uh, tools to make a choice which patient to treat or not. For example, this is an interesting experience from Italy and a nomogram was uh, delivered, and uh, the same was delivered by the ARCAD collaboration in a, more in a more recent paper. A look at the global strategy, we have uh, first line, second line, with doublet, uh, triplet, uh, with monoclonal antibodies, and so on. Then we arrive to the third line, and in third line we have essentially two drugs, trifluoridine, tipiracil, and regorafenib, as reported before. Which are the today options? We have uh, here the data from uh, the registrative trial, the correct and the recourse trial, and in both trials with the regorafenib and TAS-102, we have a significant uh, improvement in overall survival. We can use also for patients with uh, KRAS or ALRAS wild-type situation and anti-HFR drug if it was not delivered before or even with a re-challenge as was reported also here yesterday by an Italian experience. I can start with the trifluidin tipiracil because we have just one abstract today. These are the data from the registrative trial to the clinical practice. So we have a drug that we can use in far advanced disease. This is a, a small, relatively small experience in Italy by the PISA group with a median overall survival exceeding what was observed in the registrative trial, in the RECOS trial. And this is in one slide, the PreConnect trifluoridin tipiracil trial presented uh, first by Alfredo Falcone before. This is an international study, it is ongoing. We have data from a minority of patients and they want to go up to 1,000 patients. More than one half of patients were symptomatic with RAS mutation, with synchronous metastasis, so with an unfavorable situation. And more than one third of them 
uh, have been pretreated with regorafenib, more than in the registrative trial. The median number of previous lines of chemotherapy was not reported in the presentation, but I think it is easy to have. The median duration of treatment was three months, and an important issue to me is that toxicity is manageable, the adverse events were limited, the reduction of dose was only in a minority of patients, and the dose intensity was very high in comparison to the planned one. There was an important neutropenia, but from the laboratory and not from the clinic, and febrile neutropenia just in less than 2% of patients. Progression-free survival was in the same range or even better than in recourse, and as you can have heard, overall survival was not reported because this was partially a retrospective study. And the time to significant progression, sorry, uh, performance status deterioration was even better than in recourse. So in my opinion, from this data, TAS 102 confirmed efficacy in clinical practice. We don't know also in the pre-rego group, but uh, the analysis will be done in the next future with acceptable toxicity in the range of the registrative study. Going now to regorafenib, Michel Ducroux presented the results of the correlate real-life study, very large study. This study is concluded, more than 1,000 patients, and also here more than half of our patients had a performance status more than one, one or more than one, and the same proportion was for KRAS mutated patients. Here we have the data of median previous lines of chemotherapy, three. And an important point is that a starting dose was reduced in about half of patients. The median duration of treatment was similar to the previous study, but in a large number of patients, there was an interruption or delay or dose reduction due to toxicity or due to a choice of the doctor uh, in order to avoid heavy toxicity. So the dose intensity was not reported in the presentation, but probably it was reduced in comparison to the planned one. Toxicity was generally confirmed, but in some cases it was less in comparison with the correct uh, registrative trial, and the data of efficacy were slightly better in comparison to the data of the correct study. So uh, my feeling from this study is that there was uh, a confirmed efficacy in the range of registrative study or even better, but toxicity is an issue and dose has to be modulated. And from that point of view, the REDOS study, the last study presented before, was a phase two randomized study of escalating REGO versus standard dose. The end point was the percentage of patients starting the third cycle and also a, uh, an analysis about preemptive strategy versus uh, uh, active, sorry, versus uh, uh, treatment for hand-foot uh, syndrome uh, reaction. KRAS mutation in about 40% of patients, uh, performance status uh, with symptomatic patients uh, more than 60%, and there was a clear increase of patients coming to the third cycle of therapy 
in patients treated with escalating dose in comparison with patients treated with the standard dose. Overall survival was uh, probably, and it appears, increased. Performance, uh, sorry, progression-free survival was increased, toxicity decreased, and quality of life preserved. And there was also a preliminary analysis about the preemptive strategy. So uh, my feeling is that from this uh, trial we can uh, we can observe that escalating dose could permit a more intensive treatment and a more intensive and more prolonged treatment and possibly a greater efficacy in comparison to the standard treatment. Uh, the, clearly, the problem of dose reduction and discontinuation is present for these two drugs, and here in one slide you can observe the difference according to the two drugs. My conclusions from the, to, uh, the group of these uh, three abstracts is that uh, patients with heavily pretreated colorectal cancer should be considered for a late uh, line of treatment. These studies are very important and confirm efficacy and tolerability. They appear, the two drugs appear equally effective, but toxicity seems more acceptable and manageable for uh, uh, TAS 102. For Rego, those can be an issue, and the escalating approach appears feasible and useful. And uh, I don't know if a direct comparison between uh, the two drugs uh, is uh, uh, correct. I don't know really, but uh, probably in clinical practice, we can make a choice according to patient characteristics and of preference. And uh, I thank you for attention.